Hey, welcome to Sunday Afternoon Mama, a podcast designed to help you learn to create a calm and joyful atmosphere in your home. I'm your host, Hannah Riddle, a wife, mom, and former teacher living in the Pacific Northwest. I certainly don't have everything figured out, but I hope to encourage and inspire you to be the best mama you can be. Are you ready? Let's jump in. In this episode, we'll discuss the value of having younger friends, some questions to ask yourself about the health of your friendships, and why my friend Betsy is loving a surprising household invention that makes her life easier. This is episode 13. Let's go. Well, hello. It's so good to be back with you for another week. We are just going to jump right back into my conversation with Betsy Jaskilka. She's a wife, a mama of two adorable little boys, a professional photographer, and women's ministry leader. To quickly recap, we were talking about the value of having older mentors in our lives and why we need to be intentional and seek out those people that we would like to know better. You'll get to hear some tips and a takeaway about this whole topic of friendship, as well as some of our current favorite things and bumblebee moments from our lives. Betsy's contact info will be linked in the show notes in case you want to get in touch. One more quick announcement. Since I was gone for a good chunk of the month of January, I've decided to extend the deadline for entering the first giveaway of the new year. It's the Handmade Yarn Garland from Christina, and we have two of them to give away. So I'm going to go ahead and extend that to the end of the month of February. All you have to do to be entered is post a picture and tag Sunday Afternoon Mama and use the hashtag try something new and just show me whatever activity it is that you try. It can be something like a new workout or going to a new restaurant or an activity like crocheting or painting. Mine was sledding down the snowy hills in Austria with my husband. I had not gone sledding as a grown-up. I just hadn't done that and it was so much fun. So let me know on Instagram, Facebook, or send a little email to hannah at sundayafternoonmama.com. Easy peasy. Okay, without further ado, here's part two of our conversation about friendship. So let's move on to just the value of healthy peer relationships, those people that are in our kind of stage of life, similar age. Um, let's talk about that. What are your thoughts on just seeking out those relationships too? Right. Well, I I think that healthy peer relationships are actually probably the trickiest. I also think that these are the most important also. Mm-hmm. So it's really worth figuring out how to start them, how to develop them, and how to foster those relationships. Yes, I think it's so good to have healthy peer relationships, those who are in your same age range and most likely have kids that are similar ages to your kids. Then you can kind of all hang out and you can laugh and encourage each other through just those highs and lows that we all go through in life. Helen Keller said, walking with a friend in the dark is better than walking alone in the light. And I know, I know some of my best friends have walked with me through some dark and tough times in my life. So yeah, it's just so important to make sure that you are there for your friends when they go through those times and then vice versa, like that those friends you have do stick with you through the hard times and don't just kind of bail and just disappear when you're going through like a hard season. Right. And I really feel like I am just starting to experience the importance of these as my oldest is going to be three soon and he's starting to be a little bit more challenging. There's more more work for me as a mother. There's harder things that I have to work through and to have those moms who are at the same place in life that can say, yeah, I've been there or yes, I'm doing that right now 
and can be in the trenches with me. And as you said, walking with a friend in the dark is better than walking alone. Having that person to relate to in those times almost can make it fun. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, good friends stick with you through life's valleys. I really, I really believe that. I've heard it said that you will become most like the closest friends you have. Someone I knew at one of the churches we had been at a few years back said, you know, show me your friends and I'll show you who you'll become in five years. Oh, yeah, that's really good. Oh, it's like it gets you. It makes you really think. Have you have you seen that principle at work in your own life? Like, what do you think about that? Yes, as you say that, it makes me think that this is a really great thing to help keep perspective on who we're choosing to be around. And it really is a choice. As I said earlier, it takes intentionality and being purposeful about it. It makes me think of a story that my mentor told me and she was at a time in her life where she was just praying to God for a group of friends that would push her to seek the Lord more. And he slowly started pulling away some of her old, I guess I would say, squad, Uh and slowly added in a new squad. And those women were not the type of women she initially thought would be her close friends. But as she got to know them, she realized they are really seeking, they're seeking truth, they're seeking God together. That's and awesome. I, yeah, I just appreciate that example so much. And I want to have friends that encourage me to be um, bettering myself. Yeah, I completely agree with that. So let's talk about some key questions that we could ask ourselves if we're having trouble evaluating if a friendship is healthy versus unhealthy. So here are the questions. First one is, how do I feel after hanging out with so-and-so? The next one is, what does she bring out of me? Like, am I a better person after spending time with her? Henry Ford said, my best friend is the one who brings out the best in me, which is so good. The next one to think about is, what do we spend our time doing? What do we talk about? Is there a lot of gossip? Is there a critical kind of nature to our Mm, comments? mm -hmm. Is is there a negative attitude that's encouraged with this person because they're negative? Is there a lot of complaining? Or... To contrast that, is there hope? You feel hopeful afterwards? You know, is there positivity? Is there laughter? Is there encouragement or love or support and inspiration after spending time with this person? Those are great things to think about, Hannah. I really like that. Yeah. Another one, this is kind of, I mean, I'm going to kind of laugh when I say it, but it's (laughs) actually super serious, but it's just kind of funny how it came out as I was thinking about it. Do I feel comfortable having this friend in my home around my kids and around my husband, like in right. dun, 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 like insert the dramatic music there. And I laugh, but it's true. It's like those friendships need to be people that are people that you are comfortable inviting into your world, your home, around your kids, around your husband. It's, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so true. Right. So here are some tips and a takeaway for you. We will just kind of sum up what we've been saying, okay? okay? Mm -hmm. So the first one was to seek out a younger friend. Be looking around in your communities, like the people you're around at your kid's school, maybe a work environment, church, or your neighborhood, etc., and just kind of have your eyes open to notice those younger girls, younger women who may need a positive influence like you in their lives. Right, and don't feel threatened by them. Yeah, yeah, that's good. They have more time to do their makeup. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And the next one is to seek out an older friend, like a mentor. 
Remember the incredible wisdom and perspective that older ladies can give us. So seek out a mentor, like Betsy was saying, and like we were saying earlier, through your same communities, like Mm -hmm. especially if you're part of a local church, often that's the best place to find these women. And they're not naturally going to say, hey, I have advice to give you. So remember to be the one to seek that out from them. Yep, exactly. The next tip is to make time for enriching and positive and healthy friendships. The time that you'll be able to give these friends is most most likely a lot less than when you were not a mom, but that's okay. Once a month or even one phenomenal time per year, you know, honestly, of life-giving, just soul-enriching time with a friend can do wonders. I know I can go on the fuel of a great visit with a treasured friend for just forever, like for a long time. Right. It's like, yeah. it's so good. And the last tip is to acknowledge your season, but don't let that become an excuse. And what I mean by that is, just acknowledge there are those kind of natural ups and downs and ebb and flow to friendships and how much you're going to be able to hang out with friends, but don't neglect the whole concept of having some friends right. just because you've become a mother. That's right. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So how do you in your life, you have two little boys, mm-hmm. remind everybody what ages they are. Uh, four months old and two and a half. Okay. So this is perfect. So how do right. you not let... The fact that that's a challenging season, but how do you still not let that become an excuse of just like, okay, I can't have any friends right now. It's too hard. You know, like, (laughs) yeah, I'm so glad you brought this up. Um, Well, first, I would say that I have to be bold. Even when I don't feel like it, Mm -hmm. I have to just push myself to do it. There are three things that work for me. So first, I go to a Bible study at my church that is specifically for for young moms. And it takes a little time to get connected into that group. I remember, you know, just the first couple of times not feeling quite as connected. But I would just say, try it out and don't give up. Just keep going. The second thing I would say is to take that initiative to make play dates with friends that have kids that your kids can play together and you can encourage each other just one-on-one. But it, it takes work prioritizing this and also especially with like nap schedules. And I mean, before I had kids, I had no idea about nap schedules. <laughs> and literally, I can so go true. back and forth with a girlfriend, probably like 10 texts before we find a date and a time that works for all our kids and their nap schedules. But I would just say, make it happen, prioritize it, and just be bold and take that initiative. The third thing I would say is to seek out connection time with friends away from kids. Hopefully, maybe once a month. I Can I interject? Yeah. I love that you're saying this because <laughs> I have this whole theory that I love playdates and I love having good playdates, but they're definitely not going to maybe fill your cup, so to speak. Like, they're not going to be quite as enriching as a time away from your kids, only because, like, we all love our kids, but they do kind of distract and there's always yeah. something that you might have to deal with like, oh no, he fell off the slide or like, oh right. no, I <laughs> so-and-so needs to go potty and blah, 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 got to change a diaper. So you can be like deeply starting to like connect and talk, talk, talk. And then boom, something's like just kind of comes yeah, up. So right. I think it's good to have both though, like you're you still, said. You're still on. Yeah. You're still on yeah. when you're doing that. So I love that. Sorry, right. continue. Well, and and I had so much fun doing this with you, Hannah. Yes. The other day we went we went to coffee and no actually kids. ended up getting a caffeine-free tea that was so good. It was kind of like a passion fruit, but it had a hint of cinnamon. Ooh. Go yeah, check I know. It out. I, I wanted to try it. <laughs> and I didn't share it with her. <laughs> Whoops. Okay. So. <laughs> well, I didn't tell you that I wanted to try it. It's not your fault. <laughs> So, um, but I would just say it's so important to realize that usually it's really hard to get out of the house alone. First of all, you might start to feel guilty Mm -hmm. and then you might feel like 
you're going to miss your kids as you're leaving. I know I feel that pretty much every single time I'm leaving the house without them. But I have to tell you, every single time I make myself get into the car and I start to reluctantly drive away and it only takes a couple seconds, maybe like one street before I very quickly have a sense of peace and I start to really enjoy my time away. <laughs> yes. And it's ama- it really is amazing what just an hour or two can do for my perspective it really helps me to be a better wife and mom and person for myself. And when I get back home, I'm refreshed and I'm excited to be a mom again. Yes, it's so good to do that. It's so healthy. It's so life-giving. I I just completely agree. Let's contrast relaxing versus escaping because I've, I've mentioned this before um, that there's this powerful difference between relaxing and escaping. And in my mind, what I mean by that is relaxing is something that's healthy escaping is not. So this is true with girlfriend time too. I really, I really truly believe this. Like when we make sure that our purpose in getting together is not to just pretend that we don't even have kids and like totally escape and maybe do something that's not super healthy when you're with those friends, you know, that's the kind of difference I'm talking about. I think that that can, you know, we have to make sure that our intentions are good and we've kind of, we're doing things for the right reasons. There's always that balance. You know, I never want to be like, wanting to escape the fact that, you know, I am a mom and I I do have responsibilities and duties at home and and that's okay. But just that when I go relax with a girlfriend or friends, group of friends, you know, just keeping that balance, keeping that perspective, making sure that it's healthy. So do you find this to be true? Um, Like that there's this difference between relaxing and escaping with friends? Yeah, I hadn't really thought much about it before, but I do think that there is a difference. I, you know, I see escaping as having a mindset to just get away, Mm -hmm. but relaxing would be a focus to be a healthy and better me. And I think because my personal time is much shorter these days, I really (laughs) try to make my time away intentional and relaxing. That's a great word that you used for that. And so if I am getting away, my intention is to be all around healthy in every aspect of my life. So I I like to think of it as um, relaxing would be more intentional, whereas escaping is just, there's no intention behind it at all. Yeah, I had, I just find this to be so true. Like, and the older I get, like every year that I get older, I'm like, I have to make my time count. Like there's really just there's no more time to kind of, I don't know, waste or, right. or kind of mess around with things you know are not healthy for you yeah. or people that are toxic or people that aren't going to kind of bring out the best in you. You know, so I just kind of have really every single year, like every birthday, it's like, oh, man, this is time to I mean, I, there's <laughs> things I need to get make sure I'm doing, you know, right. it's like making me a better person, not drag me back to like high school. You know what I mean? Like you right. don't want to go back in time. You don't want to be like taking steps backwards in your personal growth with friends that are just immature, just mm-hmm. kind of not bringing out the best. So I hope that makes sense. I hope that resonates with you guys. Well, and I think that as a mom, I'm pouring out so much that I often feel empty. And so I think that makes it even more important that when we're away, we really need to be filling ourselves back up. Yeah, in a healthy way. Exactly. Yeah, that's perfect. So we have a segment here that we're going to transition to. Okay, okay. Um, I love, I hope this has been so, it's so fun to talk about all this. I hope that our listeners are enjoying this as much as we are. Oh, yeah, I'm enjoying <laughs> it. So this segment's called My Favorite Things, and it basically is just where we share kind of what we're into right now. It can be anything from like food to the, you know, favorite coffee drink or books or clothes or a hobby or music or anything. So 
Betsy, what are you loving right now? (laughs) Wow, what am I loving right now? My life right now is all about making things simpler. Mm -hmm. So if you're around anyone that has been talking to me lately... (laughs) You, they would be able to tell you these two things that I am super excited about these days. I'm telling all my friends about it. The first one is da 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 grocery pick up. Okay, what is this? Okay, this sounds glorious. So I, my my girlfriend showed it to me, and literally, I go on my computer and I grocery shop online, and then pay for it all, and then. I set up a time that I'm going to pick it up curbside and literally I just drive up or I send my husband to go pick it up and they help you just load it into your car and it's all of your groceries. What in the world? Everything that you ordered straight there and then you just take them straight to your, into your fridge and your pantry. Oh my goodness. Okay. Now this is a lifesaver. This episode is not sponsored by anybody in particular. So is there a specific service that's really good or like does it depend on the area you live in like in different parts of the country? I think it just depends on the area that you live in. So you have to kind of Google. There are some mainstream stores that that do it. And so you have to just find the stores that do it in your area. Okay. This sounds amazing. Yeah. Okay. Now I... I try to enjoy grocery time uh-huh. with my son. And Me the, too. But man, the thought of making it simpler for yeah. a while at least. Oh, that sounds right. really smart. Right. I still go sometimes, but then I usually try to do this maybe once a month. That's so good. And you know, my secret is the really heavy stuff that I hate lugging to my car. That's when I get it. Yes. Is the, Yeah, that's yeah. when I get the heavy stuff. Oh, that's so smart. Okay, what else are you loving right now? Okay, so... <laughs> This one is the most exciting. I didn't even know it existed (laughs) till I was online shopping for toilet paper. And I found out that they make toilet paper without the cardboard roll. Really? Yeah. It sounds pretty intense to be appreciating not needing to take the roll off of (laughs) the toilet paper springy thing. Yes. uh What is that thing called? Which always springs off and falls and breaks breaks apart into two pieces. It's like I don't have time to take that roll. That's how like precious my time is right now but every single time I get to the end of the roll of this new toilet paper and I don't need to deal with that cardboard roll I think wow this is an amazing invention but there's no cardboard I'm never going back is it just there's on, no cor- just there's no cardboard. It on. it's just the toilet paper that's incredible yeah you're it's one of those things where you're like why didn't someone think of this yeah sooner? why do we even need the cardboard roll why okay these are two things i'm Look gonna it go up. check it out go check it out at least just get one and try it you're never gonna go back <laughs> oh my goodness okay i am loving a couple of things right now so i kind of have a longer list but i'll try to keep it a little i'll go through them quickly okay I am loving going for walks in the crisp, cool air. There's oh, yeah! something about even a short walk around the block. Like, that's all I honestly need sometimes for, like, perspective yes. change. Like, get out of the house. Stop worrying about putting the dishes here or there or the laundry or something, all the toys. I don't know. It's just really helpful. Um, I love flannel PJs, like, all throughout the winter. Just love them. I love, like, a big kind of chunky coffee mug that's like full of hot coffee every morning with my husband (laughs) which is funny because for years I didn't even drink coffee and then I met and married my husband and I'm like oh coffee it's oh and it just smells so good smells so good yeah cozy winter playlists on Amazon like they're full of 
groups like the Lumineers and Fleet Foxes and Bon Iver. Ooh, I need to check those out. Yeah, they're good. It's One of them was even called Cozy Fireside or something. And Ooh. I'm like, oh, click on this one. And it was like super relaxing. And I was like, this is so good. It's amazing what music can do to just help a day go by. I've oh, yeah. been starting to do that recently. I play it like just all put day. put the music on. If you're having a bad day, yeah. just put the music on. Exactly. I'm also loving my five-year-old's high-pitched and infectious giggle. And I mean, it's just like when she gets going, it's really high and she's really, she's got a dimple in her cheek and she's, yeah. so you see the dimple and she's just cracking up about something. It always makes me laugh. I'm also loving my little boy's mischievous grin when he gets that container of raisins out of this little cupboard that's right at his height to give himself a snack. And then also I'm trying to be make these things my favorite to really just not let myself get stressed about sales at stores, especially when like recently with all the holiday sales, it was like pressure, pressure, pressure. I'm trying to just kind of like, mm-hmm. as I get older, just be like, you know, buy what I need to buy. Right. If it's on sale, that's awesome. But I'm not going to panic and like nearly die going to the store, fighting the crowds, trying to like elbow my way through to like the sales rack. Like I'm not going to mm-hmm. do that. I'm taking note to put the raisins in the lower cupboards because right now yeah. that's where the Nutella is. Oh. And my two-year-old is bringing the Nutella to me and yes. wanting me to open that. Yep. Raisins. You got to kind of – I have to cut them off at some point because I think too many raisins is probably not a good thing. I don't know. I feel like it's, you know, but whatever. So, okay, let's move on to a listener question. And, Betsy, you were going to share this question and then we'll talk about yes, it. Yes, the question is – I love Christina's example in your first podcast of helping your son transition into school by standing at the door and waiting for him to give her a thumbs up before she leaves. I love how this empowers him to feel safe and also feel in control of when she leaves. Do you have any other advice for helping children become independent in a non-shocking way? Ooh, this is really good. Okay, um, when we're talking about school-age children, it's probably slightly different, I guess, than toddlers. So right. if we could break it into two sections, I guess, maybe for little, little ones. Like, let's say you're going to one of those like Bible studies for at your church or something and you've got to drop off your child. I think that for me, I've always tried to just be really positive. Like they will learn to love this Like, and go into it with the attitude on your end as the mama that's like, you can do it. I'm still right here. I'm not going to be very far away. And just kind of go in with that proactive mindset of like, I know it might be a little challenging at first, but I'm not going to give up if it it seems to fail the very first time or even a couple of times. Just And if things take a while for your child to get comfortable, that's okay, you know, because like we all have to learn stuff. And no matter what age our kids are, they all have to learn slowly, like how to make friends or how to like get used to a new teacher or a new environment. And so just being really positive, offering maybe a little fun reward like if you can make it you can stay through this class we can go get a little treat afterwards together or I don't know something like that but then when they're older like my two daughters are five and six they're slightly older maybe you could just kind of again be really positive if your attitude is good like I I believe in them (laughs) I think this will work right I'm not going to give up because this thing that I want to see in them develop is really important, you know, school or whatever it is. I try to just be like, in fact, lately when we drive into the school parking lot, I'm like, hey, girls, let me pray for you before you go in. And I'm like, just really lifts their spirit. They kind of get this surge of like confidence and then we're smiling and we're happy and it's not like this stressful thing. It's more like, what could you learn today? (laughs) Like, 
this is a day full of possibilities. Like it really, a lot of their attitude is learned and just the example we set. So if we're kind of like nervous, overthinking it, worried that they're going to not have this and that, if we just present that to them, they're going to be like, oh my goodness, well, my mom's stressed. My mom's worried. She doesn't think I can do this. Right. (laughs) They'll feed off of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Does any of those tips make sense? I hope that's helpful. That's really good. Did you have any thoughts on that too? Well, what you were saying made me think about um, our, one of the teachers that my son goes into her classroom she he was struggling getting moving into a new classroom and she said that she really needed him to start to trust her mm. as his new teacher and that some of that was just him being sad in the classroom for a while and learning to trust her to be the one that's um, leading the classroom and that he can be safe with her. I thought, wow, that's really profound to let our children struggle a little bit to find their own footing and then also in their struggles to realize that they can trust other healthy adults. Yes. Yeah, that's really good. It's really good. I do think a lot of it stems from what we believe is possible and and what they're capable of and raising that bar a little bit and Mm -hmm. not thinking this will never work or, you know, a defeatist kind of like before it even starts, you're like, I don't know, I guess we'll give it a whirl. Like it's, it's just going in more empowered and empowering our kids. All right, well, let's move on to a bumblebee moment. And these are just moments that we have with our children that just help us kind of laugh and realize everything's going to be okay. This is just so silly. I can't believe this happened. It might have been a big, like, mess or explosion of chaos of some sort. And it's like, okay, I can't take myself (laughs) too seriously. That was so ridiculous. So I would love to hear, you know, what yours is. I'll just share mine super quick because it's related to the raisins. Oh, right. (laughs) Okay, so mine really quick is just my son – One of my favorite moments right now is whenever he grabs that container of raisins. Um, One time he took them and went to the front hall closet where we keep all the coats and stuff. He closed the door and just kind of sat down and chowed down on those raisins. Like I was just like, where did he go? And I, because I knew he was like pitter patting towards the front of the house. And I'm like, where is he? And I come in there and I see, I open the door and he's like, looks up with his little sweet eyes Aww. and is just like, got my raisins and here I am, mom. You know, oh, so it was cute. so cute. But anyways, what what is one of your moments? Well, my bungalow moment was when we took my two year old to his the his doctor's appointment, and we also took my two month old at the time. And he was so scared he thought he was going to be getting shots, but it wasn't one of the shot appointments. <laughs> uh-huh. But he was acting like he was going to get a shot the whole time. It was so <laughs> intense. And so anything the doctor or the nurse was doing, he was acting like it was going to be a shot. So oh, no. checking the circumference of the head, you know, anything like that. And at one point, the nurse was doing something. I think she was measuring him. <laughs> and he was really freaking out, thinking it was shot time and in the middle of it he's in his crying and screaming he starts saying brother's turn brother's turn brother's turn oh no just completely throwing his little brother under the bus wanting wanting to get out of it and using anything in order to get out of this torture that he was in so then when it was my two months old doctor's appointment we all went together and and my two-year-old is watching Uh and thinking oh boy this is you know this is intense my little brother is getting shots and it was time (laughs) for him to get the shots and he got his shots he processed it for a second realized it hurt he cried for literally a second (laughs) and then he smiled 
And I think my two-year-old was really surprised, like kind of put in his place. He's like, oh. <laughs> oh, little brother showed me up. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Oh. oh, you're brave to take both children to get those appointments. <laughs> that is a stress in my, something I try not to stress about, but it's like always a little nerve wracking. It is so stressful. Ooh. Oh my goodness. Okay, so we are drawing near the end of this episode. It was so fun to chat with you, Betsy. I'm so happy you could join us and just, I loved hearing your perspective on friendship. It was so good. Oh, it was so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, well, next week we will finish talking about ways to kind of prioritize taking care of yourself by rediscovering what brings you joy. So like remembering what you used to love doing, in your life, but maybe have stopped. Maybe it was an interest, a talent or hobby or whatever it may be. And just kind of how to maybe reawaken that passion for those things, like maybe even igniting a new passion for something now that you could do that's really going to be refreshing and fun for you in this season of life. So that is coming next week. I can't wait. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of Sunday Afternoon Mama. I'd love to hear from you. Email me at hannah at sundayafternoonmama.com. Send a little Facebook message or leave a voicemail. Just call 1-401-371-MAMA. That's 1-401-371-6262. And as always, let's notice the funny moments with our kids this week. Use the hashtag BungleBeeMoment if you would like to show us on Instagram. Be sure to tune in next week and please tell a friend or family member if you like this podcast so they can check it out too. Good old-fashioned word of mouth is one of the best ways to spread the news. Also, if you love the show, click subscribe in iTunes and leave a review. Come visit my website, sundayafternoonmama.com, and check out our Instagram account for this podcast. It's at sundayafternoonmama, all lowercase. And there'll be some fun Instagram stories for bonus content. I'll be back with you again next week. In the meantime, I am seeking joy and peace with you so that we can be better mamas together. Take a deep breath and smile. You've got this. Bye for now, sweet friends.